everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular's single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. We're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Saving starts with knowing where to look. Visit HealthLock.com today before you see another healthcare provider. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. It's been another busy news week, and we'd like to review the major stories of the week here on the Black Information Network. Today, we are joined by Black Information Network news anchors, John Marshall and Alexandria Ikomoni to discuss this week's major stories. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I'm your host, Ramses Ja. All right. Welcome back to the show, you two. What's new and exciting? It's always good to be here. Always good to be here, Ramses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alexandria, how you doing? Thanks for having us again. We appreciate it. Of course, of course. Of course. It's always a good time. All right. We got uh, a lot to talk about, as usual. Um, let's start off with something that is... Uh, a little funny. Uh, so it took 15 votes and created lots of drama, but Republican Kevin McCarthy finally became the House Speaker. Meanwhile, Black New York Congressman Hakeem Jeffries was officially sworn in as the new Democrat, Democratic leader in Congress. Uh, let's start with you, John. Uh, tell us more about this story. All right. So we um, have some black history being made here mm-hmm. in America. Like you said, Ramses, mm-hmm. the House Democrats officially elected New York Rep. Hakeem Jeffries as their leader. And after what we like to say in Atlanta, 50 lem hundred votes, uh, <laughs> Kevin, a.k.a. 15, Kevin McCarthy is now. Oh, excuse me. I got a little <clears throat> in the throat. But Kevin McCarthy is now the House Speaker. So sure. um, a couple thoughts on this. Number one, uh, being a black man uh, here in America, being a black millennial. I love the fact that history is being made so much throughout uh, my lifetime on yeah. the political sphere. And mm-hmm. I am praying that it will continue to move this way. I feel like it's so important that this is happening and all love and respect to to Nancy Pelosi. Uh, Absolutely. But an 82 year old white woman just does not know what a black male millennial in his 30s is going through in this world. So I love the fact that it's the 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 generations are shifting in the mm-hmm. party uh Hakeem Jeffries being 52 years old so that's encouraging that 
the baton is being passed and people aren't holding on to it until, you know, they're, they're, they're deathbeds. Yeah. So that gives Hakeem, you know, according to when Pelosi retired 30 years of lawmaking and, and representing and working for us. So that is extremely encouraging. Another point that I want to make though, <clears throat> is to make sure that we don't walk around. We being black Americans don't walk around with just stars in our eyes and just sitting on cloud nine because we do have a, a black leader in the uh, democratic house. Yeah. I am not uh, thinking that there's going to be quote unquote, a whole lot of change. People are still going to stick to what they believe, both, you know, Democrats and Republicans. The representation is good, but it's going to take a lot more than just this for, I believe, us to feel any real impact on the diversification, the equity, and the inclusion of Black people in the political sphere. Uh, Now, the federal branch is more diverse than it has ever been. Again, we're moving in the right direction. I just want to keep everybody, make sure that we stay grounded, that just because we have a Black uh, House Democratic leader doesn't mean that all of Black people's problems will be solved moving forward. Right, right. Alexandria, what are your thoughts? Truthfully, John hit everything on the head. Um, History has been made, so I'm really just reiterating here. It's just great to see this happen, Um, the generational shift that we're seeing with this political figure and really advocating for so many people that, honestly, like he said, an older white woman wouldn't have the real understanding, the true understanding of. So watching him do his work is going to be really um, amazing and interesting. But also, like you said, we have to really see what kind of change, what really is produced in his time here, because just because you are for uh, you are black does not mean that you fully support every single uh, black important issue in the community can also mean, I mean, you have your own views and you want to push those agendas. So we really have to pay attention and see like how he helps the black community. We are wishing that he does amazing and great things. And we're looking forward to seeing those things come to fruition. Sure. One sure. more thing to Ramses, if you don't mind. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Please. I want to make sure that we give Hakeem Jeffries speech writer, uh, he or she, their flowers right now, because that speech right before Kevin McCarthy's was amazing. I haven't heard a speech like that in quite some time in the political sphere. So we just want to make sure that we give his speech writer their flowers because I was blown away. I, I was amped up. I wanted to go run for councilman or something like that after <laughs> I heard that speech. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. I was going to mention that, uh, you know, the the whole ABCs thing that was um, quite moving. And you can see kind of uh, a, a, the inspiration uh, rem- was reminiscent of, you know, the speeches that uh, President Obama was giving when he was campaigning um, back in in 08, you know, for the presidency. So um, uh, an amazing thing to see. Um, and as far as the the Republicans are concerned, we have. That's an interesting development. Uh to see take place on the one hand, you know, they are obviously that they are a troubled party. Um, and I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't know if that's good or bad for those of us, you know, I'm I'm speaking for myself in particular, uh, who consider ourselves to be more liberal. Um, I am admittedly a bleeding heart liberal. Um, and, uh, 
the reason I don't know if it's good or bad is because I, I really don't know what to expect. You know, 15 votes just to get out of the blocks shows the division, how deep it is. And the concessions that McCarthy had to make weakens his power. Obviously, there's no oversight, you know, all these sorts of sorts of things. And then there's the whole thing with um, George Santos um, just lying his way into office. And, you know, some Republicans are willing to overlook it and others are really pressing the issue. Um, and so it's it's kind of hard to figure out where the moral center uh, is for the Republican Party right now, as well as the political center of the Republican Party. And that's, again, I don't know if that's good or bad. Um, I do know that recent stories uh, about Joe Biden's having tox, top secret documents in his office have kind of bolstered uh, their um, position uh, as far as, you know, they're being treated unfairly by Democrats and the mass media and so forth. Um, and, and and we could get in and dissect all of that. You know, uh, Trump was, you know, with his Mar-a-Lago document, you know, fiasco was lying about things and intentionally hiding things. And on Joe Biden's side of things, it appears to be a, a bit more like an oversight. But um, that's enough for them to, you know, wage war. And if they're already in a chaotic place right now, and then they try to point that weapon um, in the direction of democracy, as we've seen them do um, in the past, um, there's no telling what we could expect. So it'll be interesting to see how things uh, develop. But again, our our hope, and, and I think that our optimism centers around Hakeem Jeffries. And I think, Alexandria, to your point, uh, we I think that we all learned from Obama and and those that came before him. But, you know, change is slow. You know, every everybody that gets in that position, they have to, you know, unify an entire country, not just one group of people. Um, and so you get some things and you don't get everything that you want in the time frame that you want it. And so you kind of wait and see and hope that the next generation kind of takes it a little bit further than you. And so um, without putting too much pressure on them, we're certainly uh, optimistic around here to see what will come. Um, but but yeah, either way, it's an exciting time. And um, we're definitely going to have to keep an eye on what's going on uh, with Republicans. Black Information Network news anchors John Marshall and Alexandria Ikamoni are here with us discussing this week's major stories. Now, uh, moving on and speaking of uh, ultra conservative Republicans, uh, lawyers for uh, <laughs> super producer Dr. Dre have issued a cease and desist order to Congresswoman, Congresswoman uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene regarding the use of his music. Um, Alexandria, why don't you give us more on this story? Yeah. So uh, we all know who Dr. Dre is. If you don't, we have some problems. But, you know, Dr. Dre's legal team is demanding that Republican Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene to stop using the hip hop legends music point blank period. So Dre's attorney sent a letter to the Republican. Um, by the way, she is a Georgia politician. Um, there was a video posted on her Twitter account that featured one of his songs. So the letter that um, his attorney sent over said, quote, we're writing because we think an actual lawmaker should be making laws, not breaking laws, end quote. Well, the video 
apparently has been taken down from her Twitter account and a representative for Green responded to Dre by saying, quote, while I appreciate the creative chord progression, I would never play your words of violence against women and police officers, end quote. So I wanted to make sure I put those quotes in there because their words, not mine, um, but pretty much stop using his music and he's serious about it. Mm. John, weigh in for us. Man, I think the whole thing is just petty. It's just, it's petty. I feel like it's high school all over again. It's like, you, you think once you get out of high school and you get into the real world and you grow up that people stop doing these kinds of things, but it just gets worse, especially when you get more money. So number one, I think Dr. Dre was petty by sending a cease and desist to her saying, stop using my music. Music is for everybody. And I did a little bit of digging on this. Dre owns his masters to the chronic, but I do not believe I couldn't find whether he owns his masters to 2001, which is where the song still Dre came off of. If that is the case, then he can't say who plays and who doesn't play his music. At the same time, is Marjorie Taylor Greene trolling, which she normally does? She's known for being a huge political troll. Was she trolling? Was she just enjoying his music? I don't know either way. I just find that it is very interesting that she's blasting his music. And this is this just goes to show how cutthroat and how ruthless politics are, which is why I would never get into it. The moment somebody says something negative, what does she do? She runs back, jumps into the party, jumps into their, their kind of talking points and what the party is based on saying, I would never play your words of violence against women and police officers and your glorification of thug life and drugs. But you were just playing the song, you know, on your Twitter running through the Capitol. So again, just extremely petty. And then after she got her Twitter account back, she shared a screenshot of her statement and wrote in there the next episode, which is another Dr. Dre song, again, being just as petty as she can possibly be. It's entertaining to me. Um, And I, I don't know, does Dre have the authority to make her stop? Again, I don't know because I do not believe Dre owns 2001, the, the album which with that came off of. Yeah, I, I actually think that he does. That's that's kind of the uh, what the lawyers were saying in the letter. Um, OK, so all right. I'm, well, I'm, if that's I'm pretty case, sure then. that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that it, he has the rights to, you know, license the song in whichever ways. Otherwise, you know, you wouldn't have legal representation um, in that way. But he actually is in the middle of. Uh, a deal where he's going to sell a huge chunk of his his work so maybe she could use it after that but i think that um you know there there's something to be said about you know people using their creative uh works the way that they want and having them be aligned with values that they believe in you know art has been uh historically something that people use to express uh their identity themselves their history their culture their values their things that they think are beautiful etc um and to have that be co-opted and taken away and repurposed um that's often enough the story of black people you know our culture gets taken away from us and repackaged and repurposed and profited from um, in a lot of ways. So for me and from my perspective, um, you know, Dr. Dre keeping his ownership of his masters and deciding how it will be used in the public space. Um, I think that is one individual who has the status, the money, et cetera, to help shape the culture in a way that is meaningful. Now, I, to your point, John, you know, him saying 
or are you saying rather that um music should be for everybody in the in the traditional sense of like well i guess social media isn't traditional but um i do recognize that there is a sort of a a deal with it meme that exists right where the glasses kind of drop out of the sky and they fall on your head and you know on your face after you've done something super cool and then that beat plays in the background um and so you know she was i think trying to borrow from meme internet culture um and uh there's a certain point where you know if a person is the decider and he says you know i don't want my music affiliated with this or going that far and he is within his rights legally to um put a stop to it then uh i think that if that's the if that's the sword that you need to fall on rather than you know having the you know the, the powers that be the internet is a dangerous place i've learned this recently um you know people can you know people will force you to do that they will not force you but you know they will compel you they will they will appeal to you to say hey listen do you know that this is happening is this something that you're okay with do you want to be affiliated with this do you want your work and your music and what you stand for to be affiliated with this and it seems like dr j's position was absolutely not and from where i sit i don't blame him because uh you know, I when this happened, I actually went to her uh, Wikipedia page. And this is something that you feel like, you know, a person would have a degree of control over, you know, maybe some agency over how they're represented in this space. And her Wikipedia page does not paint her in a flattering light whatsoever. It's It's about as accurate as, you know, it needs to be in order to qualify. But I personally felt like it was a very, very liberal spin to it, which I don't mind but i also recognize that there was some stank on it and so i i don't think that she's as popular outside of her circles as as she would hope and and so for dr dre to kind of echo that sentiment and uh exact uh a degree of ownership and and precision and authority over his work um if i'm honest i applaud it so that's that i definitely i i, I agree with you that artists definitely uh get to maintain creative control and they are creating art to express themselves their viewpoints etc etc i'm 100 with that and dre owning the masters he can do absolutely whatever he wants yeah that changes things a bit yeah and that changes things a lot mm -hmm. uh my 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 last point on that is when it happened would it have mattered 24 hours later I don't think it would not have it would have been as big a deal if Dre hadn't said anything, obviously. Right. But is it really that big a deal? But this is coming from somebody who does not make music, who does not create art in a sense. So therefore, I may not I'm a little bit removed from the attachment to yeah. uh, art that I create. But my thing is, 24 hours later, who cares? It doesn't really matter. But I respect Dr. Dre for not wanting to be a part or have his art or legacy be a part of someone of that yeah. caliber, especially for something that's so silly you know it took you 15 rounds to get this thing done and then now you're <laughs> taking a bow as though you'd like knocked it out of the park round one and it's it's, it's just right. kind of bizarre from where i sit but you know to each their own this show is sponsored by better help people don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down you may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments that comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings that frustrating thing your mom does, or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger, talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. 
It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com B-I-N today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot B-I-N. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Black Information Network news anchors John Marshall and Alexandria Ikamoni are here with us discussing this week's major stories. All right, on to some sad news. Um, a six-year-old student has been accused of shooting his first grade school teacher in Richneck Elementary School in Virginia. How will authorities handle this case? And do you think the parents should be held accountable for this act? Uh, this time, let's start with you, John. Okay, so six years old, got a gun that allegedly was not secured at the parent's house, took it to school and shot a teacher. Uh, they it, obviously the investigation is still going on. There's uh, a little bit of information on it, but they're still trying to work through everything. The big question is the ethical one and then a legal one. So the, let's start with the legal side of it. Can a will the police legally charge the child? And what it's looking like right now is that that's going to be a no. And yeah. one of the reasons for that is that there is no law in Virginia that states how you must secure your weapons in your guns in a household. And then the other legal question is, do we charge the mother for what the six-year-old did? My position on that is absolutely not. 
you 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 cannot charge the parent. Was there negligence or it depends on what the charge is. Let's okay. let's start there. It depends on what the charge is. Was there some negligence there? Yes, there has to be because obviously this gun was able to be accessed by a six-year-old. Mm -hmm. At the same time, there's something going on. I don't care if he's six years old. There's something going on in a child's mind and and psyche and just development that gets them to the point of taking to shooting a person somewhere uh, uh they they're not 18 you know they're, they're their brains are not fully developed i understand all of that but something else is going on there that has not been talked about that hasn't been brought up that we may never know for that can get a child from okay taking a gun or a knife or something like that, that they're not supposed to have. Kids sneak stuff in their backpacks to school all the time. I did when I was younger. It wasn't a gun. It was like my Game Boy or something, right? Sure. But there's something else that's going on there that the mother probably cannot control if it gets to the point to where this child shot a teacher. I think there needs to be a lot more information that comes out, yeah. uh, but they're being very protective, it being a, an extreme minor. And the case... Um, everything that's happened around the case there, but there's more that needs to come out on this. I don't think that the mother should get any serious charges that would send her to jail or anything like that, because there's more that's going on here. Ramses. Alexandria. Talk All right. I'm going to rock the boat a little bit on this one. Uh, respect John's opinion here, but um, this is not the first instance where a kid has gotten a hold of a gun that belonged to an adult. It's not the first instance where a kid has shot their sibling or shot their own parents because they happen to have this gun in their hand in the house or out at other places like school to shoot somebody else. There has to be some kind of accountability for adults who, once again, are adults to make sure you're properly locking your guns so that your child a child, any child does not get a hold of it in order for them to cause harm and, and kill somebody at the end of the day. Yeah. I definitely think the parents have to be held accountable, not because I feel like, oh, let's bash these parents, but we have to hold parents accountable in general. We have to set the standard of saying this partially is is your fault for leaving that in the reach of this child. That yeah. is my personal opinion on the matter. Yeah. Um, it's very unfortunate that this happened, um, this happened, of course, the child needs some kind of, whether it's counseling or I don't know what the case may be because every child is different. Yes, uh, something happened mentally with this child where he thought that was the answer. That's what he wanted to do and it shouldn't have been that way. But um, I definitely think the parents in the sense have to be held accountable as well as a child who actually committed the act. Yes, reprimand and give consequences and discipline to this child who committed this act. You know, I think, I think that what I'm going to do here is split the difference. I think that there's a, you're, neither one of you are wrong and you're both right in saying that we don't know everything. And um, obviously this needs to be addressed, but uh, I'm going to take a couple of steps back and look at, not the situation and really not even the the environment i'm going to look at the country um i think that in my humble opinion we have an unhealthy obsession with um revenge 
like civil revenge, like civil liability, or, you know, just because something bad happened to a person, someone else has to pay for it, you know? Um, and I recognize that this woman was shot, you know, that might affect her for the rest of her life and that she will, that, you know, she's forever changed potentially as a result of this. Um, it might affect her income, her quality of life, et cetera. And so, yes, on the one hand, somebody has to pay for it, even if it's her, someone will end up paying for that, the, the harm that she suffered. Um, but to kind of dig for a, a, uh, villain, you know, um, I, I, I believe that if it were legal, they would, you know, hang the child out to dry, you know, um, and because of the laws being constructed the way that they are in uh, Virginia, you know, um, you know, to John's point, it'd be really tough to say that, you know, the, the parents were guilty of breaking a law because there's no law of how you should store your weapons and so forth and so on. Um, and it's the same thing of like a child drowns in a pool rather than that being an accident, <laughs> you know, someone has to be next. Somebody was clearly negligent, you know, versus, you know, we have a crafty child who, you know, got away from us for a second. It doesn't make us bad parents. We had a moment where our child kind of exceeded our expectations of what he or she was capable of. Um, and not that that's right or wrong. And I'm not defending anyone. I just realized that these things are really complicated and I don't want us to go after, go for revenge to try to te teach a lesson that doesn't need to be taught. You know, everyone is, is forever changed. If, if I'm being honest, this is a mortifying thing to have to go through. No matter what you do, these parents are not going to let that happen again. Uh, th that would be my belief, provided that they are sensible people who, you know, are uh, generally speaking functional in a, in a normal society. And so punishment may not be, you know, uh, the right way to address something like this, maybe community education, which would bring me to my second point, which is, again, standing further away from the situation, we absolutely have a gun problem in this country. And I don't know how many times I can say it. You know, we're talking about, you know, school shootings, police shootings, mass shootings, suicide. You know, I was speaking with Ben Jealous a bit earlier. The amount of suicides are going crazy, especially for our Caucasian brothers in particular. They're having a tough time with just the way the world is going. Um, and, you know, situations like this where even children are being involved. And it, it's tough because we have so many people who are staunch supporters of the Second Amendment, not really realizing that the Second Amendment was really intended to keep, you know, to keep the government out of, you know, uh, people's private affairs. You know, you can, the citizens would have arms so that the military would not, uh, you know, um, take advantage of the citizens, right? So you can all keep a musket in your house, right? And now that's no longer true. So the premise behind the Second Amendment was to kind of keep things fairs, keep the government accountable and keep the citizens protected from the military and government overreach. And now it's not even remotely close. Um, it doesn't matter how many AKs and Uzis and whatever you have in your house, the military has drones. They can obliterate your entire neighborhood from space and you wouldn't even realize it, right? So the, the intention behind the Second Amendment is, is no longer <laughs> meaningful uh, right now. And what we have is because of their people not 
really looking and heeding the intention behind it. We have people with guns galore across this country. And as a result, we're dealing with gun violence. I, my belief is that guns bring about gun energy. This is certainly an example of that. Sad all the way around. And, uh, you know, no matter what the outcome is, it's it, these people are forever changed, including a six-year-old who his brain isn't even isn't even formed entirely and so just a, a sad situation but um i appreciate both of your your insight on it and yeah you're, you're both very right black information network news anchors john marshall and alexandria ikamoni are here with us discussing this week's major stories uh moving on lastly as we celebrate mlk weekend nationwide um let's share some thoughts on his legacy and impact on black america nearly 100 years after his birth alexandria this time we'll start with you yeah so we know martin luther king jr has done so much for this country numerous things just to bring greater equality to america and to ensure that civil rights for us stand so he not only changed the perspectives of people, but also gave people hope and motivation that they needed to keep going to create a better future. So we will be living in a world where more racial discrimination happens. And I say more because we know that we still have a lot of work to do today. But imagine a world and a life where people of color will not be treated the way they are today. And I say that because Dr. King did so much to help us, even though we still have a long way to go. There has, imagine just not having the influence of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. in 2023. Right. Um, but I also want to just point out that as we celebrate the holidays, we, as we remember his legacy, it is a day on and not a day off. So we are encouraged to go out and do something good in our community to really uh, honor and celebrate what he has done. I love that. John, talk to us. Um, I went to a all black elementary school uh, in East Point. And actually, Alexandria and I are both here in Atlanta, obviously home of Dr. King. We uh, we visited his house. Uh, we always took field trips to the King Center's uh, eternal flame. So he's just been ingrained uh, into this city and this state and just my life. We used to dress up as Dr. King in school plays back in the day and stuff like that. Right. So it just really, it's amazing to me, the influence that one man who was leading uh, an entire civil you know, revolution, but uh, how one man, it still feels like he's here today to me. And every time a Hakeem Jeffries or a Barack Obama or a Jalen Smith, the young senator out of Earl, Arkansas. Every time something like that happens, it just takes you right back to Dr. King. And and my my final thought on that, and that's just speaking to his legacy. My final thought on that is thinking about the privileges that we as Black uh, African Americans have today. If you really sit back and think, which is what I would just challenge and charge everybody to do. If you really sit back and think about what Every civil rights leader and, and movement um, and person that participated had to go through back, quote unquote, back in the day. Uh, right, Ramses, you, you, we couldn't walk into a Panera Bread and order our panini with mm, macaroni and cheese. You know what I mean? <laughs> We'd have to. Th there would literally be a section that says colored. There'd be a section that says white. You know, if if you sit back and really think about what it would be to live like back then, it would just really make you appreciate 
what he did, what he led, and the legacy that he left before the government murdered him. Yeah. So yeah, I I, I just it, it swells up some emotion and makes me so proud to be a black man in America with the freedoms that I have, mm-hmm. uh, being able to my, my first time ever voting was for Barack Obama. That was my first time being able to vote. Mm. And I remember watching him on TV and and tearing up. And back then we were wearing tall tees. So I had a tall tee on with Barack Obama's face spray painted on the front of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it just, it, it swells up emotion. Yeah. And I really believe that Dr. King would be so proud and is so proud looking down from heaven. Like y'all keep pushing, keep fighting the good fight. Cause it's hard. It's, 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 it's hard out here being black, but it's real lit. Yeah, th- you know, and I was gonna say that I mean, we we uh, we got a we got a tough story, but we got a good story, I think. Um, yeah, and I guess for me, um, this this holiday, you know, I'm usually involved with um, a couple of things around town here where I live, uh, notably the MLK Youth Celebration, where we invite kids from all the high schools to. Um, a huge auditorium and we kind of just put on a showcase and and bask in the reverence of Dr. King and and kind of continue his legacy. And I think it's important to continue to do that. But um, you know, for me, the Dr. King that I choose to remember is a Dr. King that um died for his beliefs. I know that sounds pretty grim, but that level of passion and and that level of commitment, um is something that is beyond noble. You know, um, that's the ultimate sacrifice, as you can imagine. I had the the honor of meeting uh, his son, uh, Martin Luther King III, and um, him kind of sharing that with me, that, you know, my father gave his life for something that he believed in, which was well above and well beyond the I have a dream speech that is repeated, you know, every year around this time. There were some things that he was... Um, deeply concerned about that were of course beyond the scope of what the government and you know people were really willing to you know listen to um and i i think that with enough time they would have come around because again you've been shifting his focus to working with poor people of all colors and and making sure there was economic equality across the board um and that presented a much more dangerous um uh scenario for the powers that be and then ultimately dr king lost his life and uh in Tennessee. And uh, the conversations I've been having recently have have caused me to just kind of think about him as who, in terms of who he actually was on the ground and not the way that he has been sort of romanticized and, and if I'm honest, whitewashed uh, since the 80s, <laughs> because it took a while for, you know, people to really even catch up with the fact that, uh, you know, he was such a great man and such a great thinker. So I guess my charge to our listeners um, would be to, you know, find a find a letter, find a speech of Dr. King's, you know, uh, that you're not familiar with. Dig a little deeper, find out what he was really about, and you'll see the brilliance um, beyond what you already know to be brilliance. You'll see the the vision and the direction of of a great man who's inspired all of us. I, I I'd assume all of us here today and all of us here uh, at the BIN um, who are working to, uh, you know, shape narratives and and ultimately create and cultivate a better reality for our people and so um with that i think i think we'll leave it right there so um you know 
happy Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day to all of our listeners. And of course, I want to thank you too both for your insight. As always, once again, today's guests are Black Information Network news anchors, John Marshall and Alexandria Ikamoni. Thank you. As always, Ramses, appreciate it. We, we, we appreciate you, brother. Today's show has been a production of the Black Information Network, produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I'm your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media, and I'll be hosting another episode of Civic Cypher this weekend on a station near you. For stations, showtimes, and podcast info, check civiccypher.com. And join us Monday as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network Daily Podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information what's up y'all janice torres here and i'm austin hankwitz we're the hosts of mind the business small business success stories a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's ruby studios and intuit quickbooks join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success from finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.